I Need My Record podcast, brought to you by In Her Name Foundation. I am Cindy Swain, your host, and this is episode number four, Rainbows and Basketballs. Ella Dunsford, a high school senior, recently stood in front of 300 community leaders at a Michigan State University event and told her story with grace, courage, confidence, and resolve. She talked about a storm, a life-changing storm, and had this to say. When people told me that there was a rainbow at the end of every storm, I would smile, but I really never understood it. She went on to say, Well, my storm happened about 16 months ago, and since then, I've been looking for my rainbow. In May of 2021, Ellen and her parents, Scott and Luann Dunsford, were driving home from a travel team basketball tournament, and 20 minutes from their house, this happened. A life-changing accident, a storm, so to speak, changed her life and her parents' lives forever. Their car was hit head-on by another vehicle that had crossed over into their lane of traffic. Ella sustained a shoulder and head injury. Ella's father, Scott, also sustained a head injury. And Ella's mother, Luann, had multiple leg and pelvic fractures, making it almost impossible for her to walk or move. They have since had a long road to recovery. Ella's dad, Scott, is back to work. Her mother, Luann, is now able to walk without assist or assisted device. And Ella is back at school working just as hard as ever, but having to make some difficult decisions about herself and her love for basketball. Well, if you think about it, Ella actually started looking for her rainbow back in the fifth grade when she fell in love with basketball. A rainbow shot in basketball is when the ball arcs and drops through the net without hitting the rim, and you hear nothing but net. Okay, so for today's podcast, I have with me today Ella Dunsford. Thank you for having us. Good to have you here. And Luann Dunsford. It's really great to be here. Great. Um, Well, I'm really happy you're here because you have a really interesting story to tell that I think people will find quite intriguing. Um, So, Ella, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you go to school? What, What grade you're in? That sort of thing now. Where are you now? I um, go to a school in Lansing, Michigan. Lansing um, Catholic High School. Yes, Lansing Catholic okay. High School. Um, I'm a senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your What's your best subject right now you like to study? Um, I really love my anatomy class because I want to go into the medical field. Okay, good. Very good. And Luann, tell us where you are right now. Well, I also live in the Lansing area. We live in Hazlitt, Mm -hmm. but I like to tell everybody that I'm from the UP because, you know, it is God's country after all. Right. So for those that are not familiar with what UP means, explain that. That would be the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So many times when you see someone describe Michigan, 
they hold up their hand because it's the shape of a mitten. Right. But I always tell them, don't forget the scarf because that's the UP. Right. The UP is beautiful. There are a lot of great places. I love it up there for sure. So, Ella, you, you're kind of a basketball nut. All yes, right. I tell am. Us, tell us when that basketball bug really hit you. What, what grade were you in? How old were you? Um, I was in fifth grade, and um, I was just trying to, um, more like my mom was having me try out new sports, and I wasn't really into sports mm-hmm. because I um, was injured at birth, and I um, was low-tone muscle, so it was really hard for me to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. and um, I got entered into a rec league at Hazlitt, which is where I live, and um for basketball yes and there was no coach and my mom just happened to be my coach Mm -hmm. and she is such a great coach that she made our entire team want to play again and that's how it started so how did you have any experience coaching before that Luann so I was a middle school volleyball coach and I didn't know anything about basketball okay and so he just the director kept saying please we need you and I said okay I stepped up because they needed a leader Mm -hmm. and then I studied and studied because I had to do things like teach him how to set a pick but I don't know what that is (laughs) the rules are there's no press in the backcourt okay cool what is that but um my particular approach is that I want everybody to learn their skills, that, mm-hmm. to get better at their skills. But the very most important for, thing for me is that they learn that they have value mm-hmm. and they learn that they are confident and they have some fun. And as Ella said, my greatest success for that little six-week stint was that everybody wanted to do it again. Nice. And we won one game, four to two. I tell everybody. Happened to be a, on my birthday. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, a defensive. A defensive. I remember game. those games watching my kids play in those leagues. Yeah, it's like a scrum around the ball, and then yes. it squirts out, and someone bangs it to the bottom of the rim, and then it starts all over again. <laughs> That's it. That's it exactly. <laughs> and every now and then, I don't know how something I managed to bounce in. <laughs> but that's so much fun to watch, though. And I imagine you had a blast coaching. So the basketball bug bit you, and then you just really knuckled under it and started to work really hard. Tell us about that to get better. Um, since I didn't play many sports, I had to work really, really hard to improve, and I was willing to because my mom was such a good coach, mm-hmm. and I found um, a coach at the mat, Coach Carlton Valentine, mm-hmm. and he was willing to help me um my mom tells the story of the first time he trained me I was standing at the free throw line maybe a little bit in and the ball did not even make it to the rim and he looked at my mom and she's like she really loves it and he kept with me and he taught me a lot about basketball and he also taught me a lot of lessons about life oh good good you remember that scene I do remember because when Coach Valentine looks at you, uh, his eyes can pierce right through your body. I know him. He coached my daughter, too. uh, And I did. I said she loves it, and she will do whatever you ask, and she did. Yeah. Okay. So then, you know, you you go through middle school, and you get to high school, right? Yes. And by this time, you're just all in basketball, right? And tell us about your high school basketball. 
my freshman year, I played freshman basketball, and then my sophomore, I played jun- um, I played JV, and then junior year, I played a little bit of varsity, but because of my car accident, I wasn't really able to play, so I was on the team, but I also wasn't really on the team okay. because of my injuries and having so many doctor's appointments, and I just wasn't really able to go all out. Right. So that's that's kind of what I wanted to get to because you're this huge basketball enthusiastic person practicing, working hard, getting better, getting better. And then all of a sudden, May of 2021, your life changed. Yes. What happened? Um we were coming interestingly enough, we were coming back from a basketball tournament and it was my last tournament of the spring season for travel basketball. And we were hit head on 20 minutes, maybe, from our house. And it honestly changed my life. Yeah, it did. It changed your whole family's life, right? Yes. Because you ended up with, what, a couple of injuries that that people didn't think that were very serious at that time. Correct. Right? And then Luann, you were, you were immediately taken to the hospital, right? Yeah, it was a humbling experience. I was in there for two weeks. Mine... My injuries were all fractures, mm-hmm. but I, I could do nothing for mm-hmm. myself. Um, but my husband and Ella, they both um, had brain injuries. Mm-hmm. And so Ella's, um, we're still uncovering right. the impact of, sure. of that. So in your dad, he, he also has a head injury too? Yes. He, did you, I think you, I, you had told me that you rode in the ambulance with him to the hospital yeah. because your mom was in another ambulance on Correct. her way. Okay. How was that for you? Honestly, um, when the car, like when we were hit, I it kind of felt like a dream. So I don't really remember it. Mm-hmm. I just remember bits and pieces of it. So like, I just remember my dad saying, you'll be fine. And him telling me to stop screaming because I was in shock. And mm. I like was on, like, I was so much in shock that I was like, kept on screaming and screaming and screaming. Mm hmm. So he's trying to calm you down while you're riding with him to the hospital. Yes. Right. So what did you think about your mom? Was that scary because you didn't know what was going on with her? Um. Yeah, it was scary because I was in a car accident like two years beforehand. And she and I were able to walk away from the car accident. Mm-hmm. We still had to go to the um, hospital. But this time she could like she physically was in a lot of pain. Yeah. Even when she was just sitting in the car. Um, she was in a lot of pain, and I could tell. What was going through your mind, Luann? Well, as Ella said, when the car hit, Scott's first instinct was to tell Ella it's going to be okay. And I remember looking at him, and he was almost scalped and um, oh my goodness, uh, covered with blood. And I just remember thinking, dude, it does not look like it's going to be okay. Yeah. And they couldn't get me out of the car. And so Ella and Scott... Uh, got out of the car, and so they were gone. And um, having that period of time when you don't know what is going on with your family is um, very difficult. But I will say that from the moment that I knew that we were all alive until this moment right now, I remain rooted in gratitude. Mm -hmm. And the care and quality and expertise of every single person that we have had help us along the way from the, the people who just came out of the cars to help us, to the EMTs, uh, to people that brought us dinner, to, mm-hmm. to everybody, um, 
we are just blessed beyond measure to be here and yeah. I'm grateful for every single day. Yeah. Community means a lot in those kinds of situations too, for sure. You can't get to your daughter, or your husband, you have no idea what's going on with them. And then all you can do is just lay there and listen to what people are telling you. Well, and then there was somebody outside um, saying, we've got to get her out of there. This thing is going to blow. Oh. And so they just got me out of there. Yeah. <laughs> and because my body was so fractured, um, like, like Ella said, you know, I, I think I was probably screaming too. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then you guys recover. You know, you heal up. Everything looks healed, right? Try to integrate back into life as normal. And some things happen. It doesn't quite go as planned, Ella. What, what did you start noticing was really hard for you? Um, I was having trouble, like, immediately when school started my junior year. I could immediately tell something was wrong because I couldn't focus. Everything was taking me a really long time. Like, give me an example. What was taking you a long time? So on my tests where, like, I was one of those students that would be able to, like, knock things out and be able to finish a test, like, 10 minutes, 20 minutes before a class period, I was starting to run out of time. Mm-hmm. And I needed more time. And because I didn't, at that time, have any, like, accommodations or any um, people saying, oh, there's actually something wrong with you, I was just having to quickly go through tests and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so did you notice changes in her, Luann? We knew all summer long that she had a headache that wouldn't quit, but everybody had attributed it to this uh, shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. What, they, what, more specifically, what was wrong with the shoulder? Was it just kind of bruised, or did you break, break something, or just kind of was there, they call soft it, tissue? I, I, I'm going to maybe sound like I've been to medical school, and in some ways I feel like I have. <laughs> uh, it's her sternoclavicular joint. Okay. So that was injured, and she was having um, pain and numbness. And yeah, that can be shoot, painful. Shoot down, sure. down to her hand, mm. up to her neck. And so she was in physical therapy all summer, but once she started school, her headache really exploded. So the shoulder got better, but the head did not. Yeah. Slowly, slowly, slowly her shoulder, and I think she still has problems uh, today Mm -hmm. with with certain aspects of it, but they changed her physical therapist, um, and we found ourselves at the end of August at Origami Rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. It was a uh, Mm life-changing experience for us because during the intake evaluation, that's when they discovered there was a problem with her eyes. Uh-huh. And prior to that, and she talked, she did try to play basketball in the summer, but you know, when you can't see one ball coming at you, you can't track the ball. Yeah. It's difficult to catch the ball. <laughs> so did you, Ella, did you notice there was something wrong with your vision or you couldn't really tell? I mean, I couldn't really tell. Like I've had concussions before and it felt like a concussion because it is a concussion um, technically, but it was like, extended so i um normally like it was just, just extra long you just yeah. didn't seem like you get, get over it did you notice anything with your eyes like you couldn't get things got blurry did I you mean, see double during um, when i was trying to do my summer reading i absolutely could not read it because it was blurry and i tried to read one sentence and it made absolutely no sense okay so comprehension was hard too yes okay then you start your junior year right and you went out for basketball. Yeah. Right? How did that go? Um, that was a struggle because I um 
wasn't able to do what I previously could do. I couldn't raise my right arm. So like I couldn't make any baskets. I was under a doctor's order to do pretty much nothing (laughs) because they didn't know what was wrong with me. So I, all I could do was stand at like the sidelines and try to cheer. But, um, even the basketball is just, um, people shooting or like dribbling. It increased my headache. So it was really tough for me to be in practice. Okay. What did you notice for her in basketball? Was a big change from sophomore to junior year when she's trying to deal with all this and, and not really know she's got a head injury? Absolutely. Um, before, before basketball was cross country mm-hmm. and she tried to run and she ran one race. I was crying that whole race. I've got a picture and it's painful yeah. to see. You yeah. can see it. And so she couldn't run because mm-hmm. her headache would explode. And then um, it wasn't until November, late November, when yeah. she decided to uh, try to find some joy in the gym and she uh, volunteered to be an assistant coach. Uh-huh. And that was the first time uh, since that collision that when she came out of the gym, I said, I I saw my daughter because she was laughing and energetic. So her overall uh, just angst and anxiety and just constant emotional, physical pain trying to be in a place that she worked so hard to be at and loved so much. And she just didn't fit in that anymore, did she? She did not. Yeah. So you started your vision therapy. They figured out that you had something wrong with your eyes. They weren't tracking right. And you started that the November of your junior year. Yes. And was that helpful? Um, it, they gave me strategies to do school, but um, with all therapies, it takes a really long time to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently um, got the all clear that my eyes are focusing and working within a normal range. Okay. And you told me eight months you were in vision therapy? Yes. And do you need to wear glasses now when you read? Um, yes, I have to wear these special glasses called prism glasses. Um, that I have vertical prisms, so they help me with um, my eyes had shifted vertically. Mm-hmm. So they help me to have my eyes like at the same level and be able to focus better, mm-hmm. especially at the end of the day when my eyes are extremely tired. I can put them on, and it like gives my eyes a little bit more um, life. A little bit of a break. Yeah. Okay. So you're starting to kind of get your body back together as best you can, and yes. then you have to make a decision about basketball. Yes. Talk about that. Um, it was tough. I was trying to make it over this summer. Um which summer, your junior year? My, um, no, I was like, okay, I'm going to push through my junior year. I tried to play travel basketball um, my junior year, and that was devastating because I, um, at the beginning of the travel basketball, I had just started, like, I just started working out again because that's when I got my all clear. Mm -hmm. So I was out of shape and I wasn't able to do the things that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I um, went into the summer and I played summer or I tried to play summer basketball and I, something was still not right. My head was still pounding. So over my, over the summer, uh, between my junior and senior year, 
I was trying to decide if I wanted to play basketball. And ultimately, I wasn't able to touch a basketball pretty much all summer. Mm-hmm. So I had to decide that I wouldn't, I wasn't able to play, mm-hmm. um, especially not being able to touch it. And like my head being like so intense Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um just the amount of time that it takes me to do schoolwork I would just stress myself out and not be able to just keep up with sports and everything but because before you were in the accident I was talking to your mom earlier she was a three-sport athlete and a straight-a student right yeah she was a beast she could handle it all and if there was a challenge, she was up for it. Mm-hmm. And um, she was never, when she was in cross country, like I said, she was the caboose. She was there. Like at some point I was playing two sports at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What sports were you doing at the same time? Um, cross country and basketball because of, I had fall basketball. And then I also had track and basketball because I was doing track for track. the school. And, um, cross, and I was doing basketball for um, my travel team. Okay. Wow. Busy girl, right? Yes. Ella, because I know basketball means so much to you. When you say you can't touch a basketball, that means more than just like reaching out and touching it with your hand. Yes. Talk about that. Um, I emotionally can't touch a basketball right now because it like basketball is where I was known for. Everybody was um, called me like crazy because I literally had like two basketball workouts a day. Before the accident, like all I talked about was basketball, and now, like just the thought of it makes me upset because I can't do what I did before the accident. I can't um, achieve what I want to do. Does it make you sad and angry? Yes. Yeah. And you were telling me earlier before this interview that tryouts are this week. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's um, hard for me to like walk through the hall and see all the um, basketball people with all their gear on and um, just walking out and seeing my coach just cleaning the floors. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I, it was like, I knew the tryouts were this week, but I didn't like really register it until I saw it and it kind of hit me. Yeah. I can see it in your face. Yeah. 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 Tough decision. Yes. Because we were talking before it was your dream that you, you made the varsity. Yes. And you did get in and score a basket yes. and some rebounds. Uh, I believe I was calling that game and I saw <laughs> that, so I can attest to that. And I can attest to how hard you worked because I watched you play from freshman year through your junior year. And you did pre- you made a lot of progress, but and you were one of those kids that just would go in, like your mom said, and just give everything you got on the floor, right? Absolutely. And, you know, we talk about, you know, today was a snow day. And so we've got... Uh, photographs and videos of other snow days when we would get up and go to the Michigan Athletic Club at 6 a.m. before everybody else got there Mm -hmm. just so she could get shots up and I'd rebound and would work and you know work in the paint work you know outside it always makes me laugh because on snow days we would do the same thing and everybody's out about town the mall the gym everywhere but not in school I'm thinking we can go to those places (laughs) why are you in school (laughs) Good way to spend your time on a snow day, though, is getting yes. some exercise, right? Yeah, so you kind of, your, your world kind of got rocked. It got turned upside down, and, and it's got to be hard, and it's probably still going to be hard to see 
that group that you can't be in anymore. Um, but you've made some new connections. Yes, I have. Um, and my new connections, they honestly, um, they don't know anything about basketball, which honestly is a little bit refreshing, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of funny for me. Um, so like some of my friends, they do art and like swim, but they all are supportive and they love me for who I am and not what I can do. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly what I need right now. Right. And we support each other in all that we do. That's nice to know that you can find that community around you because as your mom said earlier, to get through the accident that you guys got through, it takes the people around you to help you to do that. Family, friends, community, that sort of thing. Well, that was one of the greatest blessings that we had come out of this is that the sheer quality and quantity of people around us, both from our church, from our school, from our friends and family, and we just couldn't be more grateful for them. Yeah, that's really nice to hear that. Um, I, you know, being, I am going to put my physical therapy hat on here for a minute, that outcomes, because I do have a lot of experience with head injury, and outcomes where there's a really strong support system are so much greater. You might have the same level of injury, but if you've got a better support system, your recovery is going to be so much greater. So that is, that's awesome to hear that. And it sounds like you guys have, you, Luann, and your husband and, you know, your dad have really mm-hmm. done everything for you to get you back as close to where you want to be, but you're still having some problems. You're not quite there. Is that right? Yes. I'm still having trouble with my reading comprehension and um, audible and visual memory. Mm-hmm. So um, especially in classes that it's like I've been in school for a certain amount of hours, I start losing focus and it's hard for me to understand what's going on. So for example, in my English class, which happens to be my eighth hour, I have to use a book on tape and use my book and like highlight stuff and make extra notes so that I know what's actually going on where before is I could just read the book and And understand it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Cindy, what's really interesting to me about Ella and this whole athletic background Mm -hmm. is that all of the skills that she used um, to achieve her goals in athletics, her work ethic, her organization, her resilience, her drive to succeed, she's taking that those same qualities and putting it to use to try to keep her academics in line. That's you just answered my next question because that was my next question is what have you when all that effort, all that hard work you've put through and then how does that help you in life? How do you take away even though you can't play basketball anymore, what do you take away from that? Because there are going to be times where you're going to have to power through, you're going to have to work really hard, you're, you may not see the means to the end, but you know, what do you take away, Ella, from all of that that you learned in sports? Um, the number one thing that I've learned in um, sports is you need to have a support team. Mm-hmm. And if your team is strong, then you're going to be strong. So I... Luckily, my parents are a really strong support system, mm-hmm. and my friends are um, support a really good support system. So um, I'm able to um, have my academics be 
almost to the level of where I want it to be Mm -hmm. um, because I'm able to ask them and I'm able to get help and um, I honestly help them sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, I think with a head injury, what's often hard for people to understand, you can't see it. Yes. And so they think you're normal. They go, well, there's nothing wrong with her, right? Haven't they told you that, Luann? She's fine. Yes, we have heard that. As a matter of fact, um, we have heard, well, she's got a 3.89 GPA. Her, she's all A's. She's, she's fine. And we just had, you know, I, I can't imagine, the, the amount of testing that we've had over the last year and a half is staggering. But her most recent uh, neuropsych testing showed measurably and reportable that uh, as Ella had said, her processing for both visual and audio are, are a little bit on the slow side. They're cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. She, she continues to be in therapy to work, and she works hard at what she's mm-hmm. got so that the future is bright. But um, even though they've said, you know, she, she, she's fine, um, it really doesn't tell the whole story because it's so hidden. It is hidden. But I know because I've seen you play basketball. I've seen you work out. I've done conditioning drills with you before. And I've seen the progress and the drive and the never give up. That's going to go a long ways for you, Ella, in life. If you can hang on to that. I know it's going to be a hard senior year not being able to play ball and seeing all those people play. But you've got something maybe that they don't have. You've got a vision for yourself in the future. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there, you know, we've talked about a lot of stuff, and I always get a couple of questions here. What do you see you doing in the future after after high school? What do you what do you want to do? Um, after high school, I want to go into the medical field because I, so many people have helped me throughout my life that I just want to give it back. So I want to either be a physical therapist or do something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, as you're sitting here watching her go through this, I know it's got to be hard for you, Luann, because as a parent, you want your kids to be able to pursue their dreams. There's been a diversion. But the insight she has and the wisdom she has and the resolve that she has, can you see that? I can, and she inspires me. Um beyond anybody that I've ever met. She has this has always uh, had a light that shines brightly. And recently she stood up in front of mm-hmm. almost 300 community leaders and to have um, a young woman get up and be so filled with grace and so vulnerable and honest about what her experience has been and have everybody jump up to their feet in the standing ovation and come up to her afterwards. She really moved people by her bravery to share her story. Yeah, I, I watched it on YouTube, and it's it's pretty amazing. It is really an amazing speech. You did an awesome job with that, and it takes so much strength and courage. There again, that that confidence and resilience that you've learned from that hard work you think that helped you get through the speech and the things? Um, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Is there anything after we talked about a lot of things here, is there anything else that you'd like to add to your story? Any other details? So 
I don't know. I, I would just say this, this. These aren't my words. They just flowed through me at a time that I think we needed them the most. And I told Ella that um, when you're hiking up a mountain, for example, mm-hmm. and you think you're headed to the top on one path, but all of a sudden maybe a tree branch falls and you have to take the fork in the road. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that the path is any less beautiful or any less valuable. And we have, my whole family has found that we are now on a different path. And so we look every day for the beauty and the joy and everything that we can have um, that we can get out of it. And, and also what we can bring to somebody else. What does this experience mean? How can it serve a greater good? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's kind of our final takeaway with it. Nice. Yeah, I know. And we need so much of that today. How can we make the world a better place, serve the greater good? Okay, so we're at that point in the podcast, and I ask all my guests, you know, the name of the, the podcast is Do I Need My Racket? It means something different for everybody. I'm going to ask you both. You've had some time to think about it. But let's start with you, Ella. What is your racket? Um, mental toughness, because no matter where I ha- where I go, um, it has served me so much in my life that it's like I can't go anywhere without having to be mentally tough. Okay, very good. And Luann? I love the question because it is uh, a choice, and choice is my racket. So when I get up out of bed every single day, I can choose to be focused on the pain in my body or the fact that I can't stand up straight easily or whatever is going on, what Ella can't do, what Scott can't do. But I choose to focus on what we can do and I choose joy and I choose to serve. That's my racket choice. Nice. All right. Very good, ladies. Okay. After our interview, I spoke with Carlton Valentine, Ella's private coach and mentor, who worked with her starting in the sixth grade all the way through mid-year of her sophomore year in high school. Here's what Coach Carlton had to say about Ella. From the moment I met her, I knew she loved basketball because basketball had found her. I could see it in her heart and in her eyes. Ella played with more heart and relentless desire and persistence than any kid I had ever coached. It didn't matter to her if shot after shot didn't hit the rim. Ella never stopped trying. Trying to find that rainbow shot that was nothing but net. Ella, somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a game called basketball that found you. And you asked yourself, why can't I? Yes, after every storm, there is a rainbow and always a place for you. So when life finds you, keep asking yourself, why can't I? The rainbow may be a different color, but beautiful all the same, just like you, Ella. Dare to dream. Keep asking yourself, why can't I? And because of that, there's so much about life 
we can all learn from you. And yes, Ella, think big, dream, because when you believe in yourself, dreams really do come true. And for the rest of us, if we take time and pause and look way up high over the rainbow, that's where we'll find you. That version of Over the Rainbow can be found on YouTube by Cherish Tuttle Music. I'd also like to thank Tudor Big from Big Sound and Lighting for producing and editing this podcast and for producing the original theme music. For more information about In Her Name Foundation, visit our website at inhernamefoundation.org. Join us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our newsletter or make a donation. We look forward to meeting all of you again and sharing our next episode of Inspiration. Until then, see you next time, and be prepared to bring your racket. <laughs>